I have to tell the people about the Patreon. Yes, you do. Patreon.com slash SMDB. SMDB, like so many damn books. For just a dollar, you can join up and you get access to all the exclusive content that I record just for the Patreon. Also, you get to join the book club. The So Many Damn Books book club. It's been some of the best conversations I've had about books. It really always sounds like a blast. I usually like come home and just hear like giggles coming from the library. So it's a great time. You should join. And I would love to have more people join the fray. You may or may not know that Christopher runs this whole show himself on the hosting side, on the technical side, everything. This is a one-man show, truly. He does it all. Support your boy Christopher. Even at the dollar level really helps. So uh, join up patreon.com slash smdb i'd love to have you patreon.com slash smdb on with the show hello hey drew christopher it's good to see you again you too so many so many so many damn books and yeah welcome to 2017 uh yeah right <laughs> But damn, does the show look fine? Oh, it truly does. It truly does. We have, uh, go look at your, you know, the the logo. Yeah. And go look at your I, I, um, iPod video. That's what the kids are using these days, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And look at it. Was up. that a thing? Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Um, this is a new, uh, we have a new design uh, on the logo. Thanks to our good friend Jefferson Wiggins. Yeah. Um. Uh, Jefferson or, you know, Booga, as I call you. Thank you so much for doing this for us. It's uh, truly beautiful. If you need some design work, he is more than happy to work with you. Uh, JeffersonWiggins.com. You can find other stuff that he's done as well. Uh, not just our awesome new logo. So we've been away. Yeah. Uh, climbing mountains. Watching the snowfall. Worrying about piloting uh, submersibles is this a lemony snicket thing is I don't that know. where we're going here I, it's, I feel like you're saying real stuff and i'm saying fake stuff. <laughs> i don't know you might have climbed a mountain if i did i didn't know i was doing it well all right it's a question for another podcast <laughs> yeah not a very interesting one <laughs> no but it feels it feels good to be back it felt like strange to be away you know reading books with nobody to talk about <laughs> in our in our little uh isolation booths yeah exactly although i mean even without the podcast i still feel like i text and call and gchat you about books yeah no matter what it just goes to show we you know we're in it for the love of the books (laughs) we're in for the love of the game the love of the game yeah anyway we're back games but when we before we do games oh yeah before we go forward, I just want to say one thing that we're going to be really working hard on this year is that we come out on Tuesdays. Yes. We will come out every other Tuesday, and that is something we are trying to do. And when there when there will be a scheduling disruption or change or something. You will know. Yeah, we'll let you know. We'll let you know what's going on. No, no more like of this a... weird, you know, uh, strange, whoa, is there a new so many damn books? There will be. Yeah. We listen. We tried the surprise release thing, but it is so passe. Yeah, it days. turns out that that really only works for like Beyonce. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah. So okay, so we're not Beyonce. It's that's good to know. We had to come to terms with. Yeah, we've learned a lot in 2016. 
Another thing that um, our good friend Jefferson has done for us is uh, he designed a beautiful T-shirt. Yeah, we um, we're we're branching out into apparel now. Yeah, before we wanted to be in your ears, now we want to be on your body. Yikes! I should have said that differently. Yeah, well, no, it's okay. It's definitely on the air now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but seriously, we uh, we we've got these really nice shirts. Uh, we're going through Teespring because. We like them. They're pretty cool. They're pretty cool. Um, and so we are just uh, buy a shirt. They say so many damn books on them. Yeah. And the nice thing is you don't have to be a listener of the show. It's the shirt for any book lover in your life. Yes. Uh, so buy one for yourself. Buy one for a friend. We've done very little ads, if any, on this show. Uh, not really any ads at all. But uh, we... Uh, this is going to be a fun way to maybe we can, you know, reach out to you guys and you can reach back and we can hold hands in the darkness wearing the same shirt. Yeah. And, uh, and as you're wearing your next t-shirt, your, your lovely t-shirt, once it arrives, you can you can start you can wear it put it on and it's kind of like it'll it'll be like what you wear it's kind of like wearing your sports team's shirt ah uh, yeah during the sport game uh-huh the uh, sport game yes uh you can put on this shirt and put together your tournament of books bracket Woo! Ah! tournament 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 time Okay, so every every year we now we talk about the tournament. We go pretty deep. Yeah. Uh, for those who might not know what the yes. tournament of books is, we, it, we should explain. Um, and even if you already do know what it is, maybe we can explain why we like it so much. Yeah, it's always nice to have a little reminder primer. Yes. So the tournament of books is heading into its thirteenth year of existence. Crazy. Crazy. And uh, this is an incredible, strange year for the tournament. Um, so around mid-December of the last year, a uh, the, the Morning News website puts together a long list of 80 to 100 books that they just think are swell from the past year. And it's, it has nothing like these are the best books or the ones most deserving of an award or overlooked and tiny they're just cool books that they liked, right? Yeah. Uh, and then sometime uh, early in the new calendar year, they put together a list of somewhere between 16 to 18 books uh, that these are the ones that they have chosen to go forth and compete in literary blood sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, they're very, very upfront about the fact that like, yeah, we could have picked an entirely different set of 16 books that were all equally deserving here are the ones that we chose for reasons various and sundry and the idea behind all this choosing is sort of a look behind the curtain of what is going on when you know the national book award is going down yeah or the uh the Pulitzer or whatever it is. Yeah, anytime you're choosing one book over all these others, often it is shrouded in secrecy, darkness, sacrifice, etc. Mm-hmm. Here, it 
everything is laid out on the table. Yeah. And so we get to see why a book got to move forward. Because what happens in March is they take the 16 to 18 books and they make a bracket. Much like March Madness for um, For the sports ball fan. There's two baskets. Yeah. Yes, there are. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then they <laughs> they have them go up against each other, one book against another, and a judge tells you reads both and says why one is more deserving of praise than the other. Yeah, it's great. It's all very subjective. Uh, people get up in arms. Uh, it's how we met. Uh huh. In the the best comment section on the internet. True. And and this year, so this there's 18 books chosen this year. And uh, this year, as they've done in, in a few previous years, they are going to do a play-in round, which is fun and weird. Super sportsy for those uh, sports fans. And they're choosing actually three sports books um, to choose between. That, and that will make it into the final 16. Yeah. Uh, and then every weekday in March-ish, they'll release the official schedule closer to the date. But roughly every weekday, there's one of these judgments that comes down. Uh, there's commentary on that judgment from either some of the... the uh, People involved on ter- uh, the morning news and the yeah. tournament. Or this year, it's going to be uh, some booksellers from indie bookstores around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the rest of the day, we all yell about it in the comment section. Yeah, we all get really mad at each other. Yeah, it's great. Um, and uh, yeah, there's a lot of like... You have your fist down by your side <laughs> all day about something that you read online. And it's really fun. Yeah. Uh, why do you love the term? Like, what is it that brings you back every year, Drew? Longtime listeners will know that I enjoy setting reading challenges for myself or, or setting reading goals that are sort of strange or idiosyncratic or like, I'm going to read these books for no other reason than I'm telling myself that I'm going to read these books. Uh, and there's something cool about the tournament in that it presents to you 16 books, some of which you've absolutely heard of and read, and some books that you might have totally missed your radar. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, you're not only reading them, you're like, you got to think about them and engage with them and then engage with other people about them uh, in a way that few other things offer the opportunity to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. How about you? I think the thing that keeps me coming back every year is... Um other than our uh other than our book podcast and other book podcasts like it, um I feel like the conversation around books is, you know, either a friend of yours saying it was really good, you should read it, and then like that's kind of what you talked about. Mm-hmm. Or or um or it's you're reading a review in the New York Times and you're not sure if that really matters for you or not yeah but the 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 writing and the reviews that go into the tournament are much more thoughtful and strange and really about what it is to be a reader and and you really see how books fit into people's lives and and how they describe uh coming at these books and and reading them back to back and i guess i've just never been a part of something that's so clearly defined a reading life yeah and um and really showed like the very very different ways very uh variegated ways that people come at reading and you and and i'm always surprised and i'm always excited 
to get a viewpoint and a perspective that is totally alien to me but Mm -hmm. makes so much sense and it illuminates why some stories work for some people and they don't work for others yeah yeah that's a nice way to put it so i i i love it how it can explain subjectivity um and and it's something that is nice to remind you remind yourself that like sometimes the smart amazing book that everyone loves it's totally cool to not like it at all yeah because you're just like yeah i don't know the guy's a banker so i hate it (laughs) 18 books 18 books it's a lot we we did a pretty decent job this year uh we both predicted eight a different eight but we both predicted eight which was pretty cool yeah um, and what was your guiding light? How did you how did you put together your list? Uh, okay, guys, it's time for some game theory. Uh, it's a little bit of that. It's like I try to think about uh, books that have been awarded in the past year that have gotten a lot of notice, books that have slipped under the radar. I've gotten to the point where I know the producers of the tournament well mm-hmm. enough that I try to figure out which books they over the course of the last year might have been like really stumping for that then they might bring that stump into the game mm-hmm. um and then you know there's always the like and this book sounds random as hell so that one too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have a different methodology well yeah i mean like i i try to read the entire list every year as you do um and so i i've more kind of made a list of just like these are 16 cool books <laughs> um there was some stuff on on my um proposed list that i was just like damn i've just never heard of that and it sounds cool There's yeah some yiddish pirate thing oh yeah i think i'm gonna have to just read uh by myself sure um you know and there were some things that there are some things that i kind of that i didn't even put on my list but there's some stuff that i want included in the tournament because i want the impetus to go read it Mm, mm -hmm. um because you know you look at something like jerusalem by alan moore (laughs) yeah or even you know even the lost time accidents by john ray which you really loved and those are just they're really long yep (laughs) and so when when stuff like uh you know when the knicks by um nathan hill yes um gets on there i'm like yeah yes not only was i pretty excited to read that book but now I am forced to because it's 650 pages and I wasn't necessarily going to get to it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are also, there are always books that uh, are personal favorites or darlings of one sort or another that uh, you're like, how could this possibly have not gotten onto the bracket? Mm-hmm. But then there are great books from 2016 that didn't even make it on to the long list. Um, I re- at the end of the year, I read, the latest Scarlet Thomas, the seed collectors. Mm-hmm. And it was one of my favorite reads of the year. And I want to go back in time and figure out a way to put it in front of more people to try and get it here. Yes. But yeah. I get that. I, I kind of feel, I felt like that for um, Harmony by Carolyn Parkhurst, mm. which I've recommended on the show in the past. Um, that book is so interesting. And sometimes, you know, we talk about the comment section. It's, I really want the comment sections, uh, you know perspective it reminds me sometimes it's like uh it's like when tampa by Alyssa nutting didn't get in a couple years ago sure i really wanted that to book to be in the tournament just because those are a smart group of people that would be really interesting to talk about tampa with yeah 
so, but I'm still, you know, this is a really exciting list this year, don't you think? I do. It is, I think, the first year since I've been actively following the tournament where I am not just interested, but actively excited about reading all of the books on the bracket. Uh, and I don't think that's ever happened before. There's always one or two or some years far more where I'm like, eh, I don't need to. Uh, I'll, I'll read it if it wins. You know? <laughs> Yeah, that's the there's definitely nothing like that this year. Um I want to read almost every single one of these. I I I went in having read 4, which is pretty good. Yeah, I had 5. Mhm. Um and so I'm on 5. I've read 5 now. I'm I I I'm excited about the list in in way more than I was about the list last year. I was a little not ambivalent, but um, I wasn't as like super pumped to get to the books. And there were so many of these that I'd already just bought and owned because I was excited to read them. Yeah. Um, speaking of buying, now's a good a time as any to potentially mention, what'd you buy? Of the shortlist. Well, I already owned Homegoing by Yas Jesse, and I already owned The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. Um, I went out and just, I I wanted to get right away uh, Grief is a Thing with Feathers by Max Porter. Yes. Partially because I feel like I will be broken by it, um, that there's a good chance of that. Um, but also just like, it just looks so weird. And I love like these tiny small press things, which really is one of the great um, joys of the tournament is that sometimes there's like a, a small press book that you're just like, wow, yeah, this is so cool. Um, and I also immediately jumped on um, Francine Prose's Mr. Monkey. I jumped right on that be- and, uh, and downloaded the audiobook. It's because it, it, it hits all my buttons. Yeah, totally. You know, children's musical, pretty fun, like sort of strange um, narration, uh, something that might be tragically funny. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Step, what What did you buy? What did you get? Jump um, Mr. Monkey, for the same reasons that you did, I the day the list came out, I swung by Community Bookstore in Park Slope uh, and bought that. I think like that day because mm. uh, I had been looking for an excuse to read that book. And then I was like, well, here we go. Yeah. Today is that day. Yeah. Um, and then uh, another one of those small press books that, that it probably would have completely flown past me. Otherwise is a uh, black wave by mm. Michelle T from the feminist press. See, I read, I was, I'm really into her um, mermaid in Chelsea Creek series. Oh, oh, right. Which is her, too. Yeah. That's crazy. It is. It is. Ooh. She's an interesting writer that I'm really excited to read. What I think it's like, it's creative nonfiction, I think. It's like L.A. in the 90s. It's like but her. But also. Also a, like slightly a, her memoir. Yeah. But like a little bit of apocalypse thrown in there. But yeah. I can't tell if it's like actual apocalypse or I don't know. Like metaphorical apocalypse yeah but yeah it's a it's a book that i don't think i would have heard of if it wasn't for the tournament what accent was i doing i don't know <laughs> you've been doing a lot of a lot of sounds a lot of voices look 
the tournament makes you crazy. <laughs> and you never know what it's going to bring next. Yeah, that's, yes. To the table. It's very true. I do feel like the Underground Railroad is the title to beat. Yeah, because I agree. It's the critical darling. It was an Oprah's book club book. You know the the time in the world, and it's a fucking great novel. Yeah, you've read it. Yeah, yeah. So I just see, I just feel like that's the one to beat. That's that's the one that's like these. As I'm reading other books, and as, as soon as I will pick up that one, I feel like that's what I'm going to be trying to see. Is is it? Is it? Does it feel as vital? Yeah. What the, do you have a different idea? I um, I think just because the the breadth of the list is so interesting this year. Like it's a far more genre heavy list than mm-hmm. it has been in years past. There's mm-hmm. like a, a really intense speculative bent. Um, there's this, this sports bent. There's grief is the thing with feathers, which is like a weird prose poemy sort of thing. Uh, there's Michael Shaben's moon glow, which is like kind of auto fiction, kind of memoir, kind of, totally fiction so i think that there's such a, a interesting cross-pollination this year mm-hmm. um added to the fact that like as 2016 showed anything can happen anything can happen uh i would also say that underground railroad right now having read six is my that's where my money is right now but i will not be making a bet with you until until we the, get a little further along yeah but we will. We will. Well, why don't we... Um, Here's what we'll do for our recommendations. Why don't we recommend a book from the shortlist that we've already gotten to. Cool. That, that, uh, that the people should jump right on. We read some pretty cool books. We recommend you. You go first. I have recommended this book on the show previously. Uh-huh. Uh, but the, the book that I think I had the most fun with in 2016 is Alvaro Enrique's Sudden Death, which I know you were not as much of a fan of. No, as I don't I like that book. But I um, I keep thinking very joyfully about the way that that book made me feel like I had to play. Like It's a book kind of about tennis, among other things. And I felt like not really. I was having to like return serve. And if I didn't like I, the, the book required me to play mm-hmm. in a way that I enjoyed. Um, we'll see if it makes it through the play in round. See, that's going to be one of those things where if it keeps winning, I'm going to, I'll just be, increasingly irate. It'll be one of those things where you end up uh, like, I guess the, maybe I don't follow the tournament next year. Yeah. <laughs> They always come back. I know, I know. Uh, what? Where's? What's your entry point? My entry point, um, I think, is is you know alphabetically first. Uh, All the birds in the sky. Uh, one of your favorite books from last year. Yes, absolutely. I, I finally uh, jumped in on it, and while I think it's it, it's a fascinating, bizarre book, it is <laughs> so weird, um, and I love that it's in the tournament because I just it's feel so like weird. it's going to have a really interesting reaction. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, 
it's sort of fun and and silly and but taken very deeply seriously and in some ways it's like the best marvel movie (laughs) and in some ways it's also like a really strange you know i don't know like that guy who made a primer Uh uh-huh totally and so there's the she's charlie jane andrews plays with um all sorts of interesting genre aspects and does them very well against each other and so i think that it's going to be really interesting so i think jump right on that so that because like all the commentary on that book is going to be really fun yeah yeah i can't wait The Rooster Crows. Yeah, we got some reading to do. We and do. Uh, hopefully you do as well. And um, if you do also agree that you have a lot of reading, why not you go and um, it's on our Twitter, it's on our Facebook, it's on our website. Go buy one of our t-shirts. We're really excited. They're cool. Um, they were designed by this guy, Jefferson Wiggins, jeffersonwiggins.com. Um, and, you know, we would really appreciate it if you bought one of our shirts. Get, I mean, can you imagine the day? You know it damn time. I right? do. I do. The um, day you uh, just see a, see a so many damn books guy walking down the street. Or I'm a girl. I'm going to, I got to, I don't know what I'm going to do. If it's going to be like the surreptitious, like just snap like a, a picture real quick. Or if I'm going to walk up, I don't want to do that. I don't want to be weird about it. I'm going to tackle them. <laughs> I'm going to tackle them to the floor. Uh, smash cut to, so Christopher can't be here for this episode. <laughs> Really, we could do like that sort of that sort of arrested development thing on on a radio show. Things were not okay. <laughs> he did. Uh, well, we, this is going to be a really fun year. We'll see you in uh, two weeks on a Tuesday. Yes, indeed. We have some really cool people coming up on the show, and yep. and this is going to be the best year ever. And uh, we're really excited to have you along with us. Yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh, Talk soon. Bye. That wasn't as good as a couple years ago. No, it wasn't. It's hard to keep it up. I'm out of practice. (laughs) The fuck? (laughs) It's good, right?